Good morning. On this bowl of question crunch, Mandy Seal of Monster Under Your Bed Clothing is here to answer questions about her sexy clothing line, soundtracks for the spooky season, and disemboweled Muppets. <laughs> So, have you been? I haven't seen you in forever. Forever. I feel like the first time I saw you was the only time I saw you, no, in person? I think so. Only time in person. Monster Palooza, was it? Uh, uh, Midsummer. Midsummer, that's what it was. Like the first, I think that's the first time I went. 2017, 2018, somewhere around there. <laughs> I remember you were doing something with the kids. Um, dang, what were you doing? I was doing, uh, I was doing the, uh, the making monsters with art. Yeah, and it was yellow. Draw it. I I tell the story of uh, your son yeah. <laughs> popping out of the castle a lot uh, <laughs> because it's one of my favorite moments of me being absolutely terrified of clowns because oh like <laughs> I have, I've had clown encounters a lot during my clown charity stuff, but your son's scare is by far the best scare I've ever had. Like. <laughs> hey. <laughs> no, he loved that. He played the part so well. Now he's like, yeah, he did. <laughs> I don't, I don't even know. I don't think he knew I was afraid of clowns, but he just popped up and he was like, surprise. And yeah, he had. No <laughs> I felt know? my soul drain out of me, and but I had to be an adult, so I just stood there. I was like, ah, but in ah. my head, I'm like, I am pooping myself right now. <laughs> <laughs> but he was good. Like we watched the movie, you know, oh, bad parent, whatever. But we watched the movie, and he he was obsessed with it. He still loves uh, Pennywise, the new one, the old one. So he was studying it, and he would always do, like, the, the, the exact things Pennywise, like, you know, like, all the weird little things that Pennywise did. And I was like, damn, he really got it down. <laughs> he was so good. And he was like, hi, Georgie. We had a little hand, and he'd be like. <laughs> Which one did he like more, like, the Tim Curry, chap, uh, the new Chapter 1 or Chapter 2? I think he really just enjoyed um, Part 1 of the new one. The most he's more of the the new one fan he liked the old one but obviously that's you know different time different era <laughs> that was what 1990 i believe so that was more my time but he really likes both of them but the new one he really gripped i think the first part i think he likes both of them equally honestly though there's just the new one though i was disappointed with chapter two yeah. um like the graphics and stuff was like <laughs> i felt like they were trying they, they they tried to be too funny which was weird because when they had the kids be adults, I thought that's what that's what it would give them the it would give them the opportunity to get really really scary with adults. But I felt like they went funnier. I agree though. I don't know the setup of the story and stuff. I was a little disappointed with that one, but I watched it for fun. But it's not a favorite. <laughs> I I never thought I would be disappointed by a clown movie because there were moments with uh, Pennywise in Chapter Two that I actually laughed and I was like, what's wrong with me? Um, <laughs> yeah, it should have been more serious. Chapter one, though, that, that chapter one oh, yeah. has some really amazing scares that I just, yeah. I, I, I avoid that movie at all costs. <laughs> when that one came out, I was super stoked. I was like, ooh, because I love the old one. We had it on VHS. <laughs> and I was like, um, you know, I was actually preparing myself to be let down, like, you know, with most horror movies nowadays. <laughs> but I was like, hmm, damn, it's actually not bad. <laughs> it was good. So. I, uh, when we started following each other after Midsummer Scream and I got me exposed to your uh, clothing line, I've 
been fascinated with what you make. It's just absolutely amazing. And I know that uh, once you started putting masks up for the pandemic, I was like, I really need some spooky masks. <laughs> and they've been very helpful. They've been really good. I, I love them. Um, and I make everyone... It's funny to live in a pandemic where it's a really serious, a really scary time, but still, but I'm like, yes, but I like candy corn and wear the candy corn one. Yep. <laughs> you got to make it fun, you know? It's a scary time. How did Monster Under the Bed clothing begin? Um, let's see. Honestly, when I was a kid, I remember being like seven years old and I would have, you know, like little cheapy shirts from Walmart or whatever. And I would look at them and be like, eh, that's boring, you know? And I remember being at least seven or eight. I remember... I had some like craft feathers, you know, you could buy like those fake feathers that were like pink and orange or whatever. And I remember gluing them onto shirts and then like cutting the sleeves a little shorter and stuff. And I was like, ooh, fashion. <laughs> so I've always been interested in just the design of fashion and stuff. And then in middle school, high school, I think it was ninth, I took a, um, a graphic arts class, uh, which has nothing to do with fashion, but I took a graphic arts, arts class. And I remember that we had this um, the, the questionnaire where they were like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And then we had to make like a, a sort of shadow box, 3D kind of imagery thing. And I remember that that assignment in particular, because that's the one moment when I was like, damn, I forgot as a kid, you know, I love making clothes and stuff. So when he said that, what do you want to be? And I was like, oh, fashion designer. So I remember like, that was my big group project, not group project, personal project. And I remember just like, having that one moment where I just remembered everything so it's from seven and eight when I was making little shirts maybe up to ten and then I would always like through middle school draw in my jeans and just seeing art artify my jeans and I'd write I remember Nine Inch Nails lyrics and stuff on the pants and little stuff like that so that moment I remember when that question was asked I was like damn I've been doing little fashion things what did I I didn't know what I wanted to be but obviously I want to be a designer <laughs> so I remember that project so that started me um getting going home and taking more serious like oh I'd start looking up designers and stuff like that and I was like hmm, can I do that you know and then just little by little throughout the years I'd um, hand sew a lot of stuff and then eventually when I was like I guess 20 I think I was 20 when I was like damn I you know I need to buy a sewing machine what am I doing this is taking so long one dress would take like a freaking a week just to sew like some sleeves on it or something and I was gonna get a sewing machine and I've taken classes like um we had home ec and stuff you know where the, you would learn how to sew but then as I got older, I was like, totally forgot that stuff. So I was like, and I had to teach myself. So it was just all kind of like hands-on learning again in my early 20s, 20, 1920. So it started way early, but serious sewing machine sewing. It was about 20. <laughs> and I am, that was. <laughs> so. Has it always been spooky? I want to say not really. As a kid, you know, it was just, it was funky. It was. 90s it was avant-garde nothing like too boring but always really weird colors and funky you know like the feathers I said and just adding like chains and writing and stuff like that so not scary until I was older <laughs> do you remember like when when it when it got to be scary what, what was the point where you're like you know what I want spooky clothing well I know when I ordered that first sewing machine like the first things I made were just women's wear, you know, like I wanted to figure out how to make a dress rather than like focus on the spooky part of it. I was like, let me actually figure out how a woman's body is shaped and formed. And so I know that those were kind of just boring, like test around. So a good year to two years, it was just kind of funky. So I want to say probably like 22, maybe I started making like the shirts that you alter into dresses. So those were based on spooky stuff. Like I would buy, I think one of them was like, I like the Punisher and it was not necessarily spooky, but you know, the skull design, it was kind of creepy. So I had a Punisher shirt and I would cut it and, you know, form it. And then I got band shirts. So like bad religion, it was more like punk and 
couple metal bands, maybe Slayer or something like that. So like, I consider that spooky still, you know, a little bit. <laughs> so I'm probably like 22, maybe like two years into like serious sewing machine sewing. Because <laughs> I I absolutely love your spooky stuff. Uh, I remember it, was always when... <laughs> it was always in my head, you know, like, <laughs> stuff. It's just it took time to figure out how to make it. <laughs> I think when I, when, uh, last year for October, when I realized that my hair was getting long enough where I could be Jack Torrance, that's, I, I was oh, like, yeah. <laughs> I knew you had a shining mask, so I, I had to buy one for that costume. Um, I'm pretty confident, it, it was like, I wore that mask, and I think I was even in costume at work, and most of the people at work had no idea who I was dressed up as, and didn't even, even when I explained, <laughs> they still didn't know what the hell I was talking about. Oh my god. So a lot of people don't know that one, surprisingly. That's a classic. I read the book and the saw the movie. <laughs> Both, like the TV movie, too. Remember that one? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we don't talk about that one, but I've seen it. <laughs> Have you watched uh, Doctor Sleep? I did. I did what watch do you Doctor think? Sleep. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, it was, I guess it was new for me, kind of. Like, I know it was kind of with The Shining, but it did feel totally different, you know. But I did enjoy it. I liked it. What about you? I liked it a lot. I yeah. absolutely like it a lot. I think that uh, um, when you, you know the scene where she's projecting and uh, where Rose the Hat is flying in the air and they have the horizon on the right side of the screen and it's moving as she's floating as she's flying through the sky. Yeah. Um, I think that that might be my favorite moment yeah. of cinematic anything ever. Nice. They did it really well, though. <laughs> I just think that if you uh, if you don't have to obey the laws of gravity, then there is no up or down. And so seeing the floor, seeing the ground on the right and her on the left and the and the sky on the left was so visually stunning. I love it. Yeah. Um, I need to watch it. It's been a few months. <laughs> I I it made me think of this one line from uh was it from a Marvel comic? It was talking about how the Silver Surfer needs the board to stand on because when you're in space. Where there is no up or down, you you have to have something to stand on. Some leverage, right? Like, okay. Hmm. And so, I whenever I see that scene, I'm like, I think of Silver Surfer, and it's just, uh, it's really cool. Heck yeah. And especially since uh, I watch a lot of YouTube videos of people making fun of flat earthers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think of uh, I think of gravity whenever I think of the flat earthers being like, oh, how is everything going down? There's no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a post recently on your Instagram of the uh, woman in the pot leaf top yes. lady with the mask. Yes. And you said that you've been making masks before the pandemic. Yep. So I started them um, because particularly that lady, forgive me, but I forgot her name. It's been many, many years. <laughs> but she was a, a client of mine. She bought for me a few times and she was telling me she was a big raver. Her and her, I don't know if it was her partner, her husband. Um, they were ravers, so she would come to me, and she actually worked at a place, I think, um, that made those patches, the sequence patches that were the pot leaves, so she had brought me those, and was like, I need these as a top, you know, do something, <laughs> so I was like, what? So I added all the strings, and we figured out how to tie it, and then she was like, you know, it's a rave, and I guess, you know, she wanted a mask to match, and I luckily had some pot fabric, so it was like a little mini skirt and the matching um, mask, so she started me on the mask, so I want to say that was like three or four years before COVID, you know, the good old days. <laughs> So, yeah, I already had a little experience. So when COVID hit, I was like, ooh, <laughs> you know, had a little experience. I had to perfect the design a little. It had been a while, but base, I knew the basics of it, you know, like what to do and how to sew it. 
at one point did you decide uh, that at what point I, I suppose it was last year well yeah it happened to be last year because COVID happened in 2019 anyway <laughs> anyway so what at what point did you say you know I really got to kick it in the gear with the masks honestly people were hitting me up um, oh. I, they knew like when they started math, making the mask mandates here in California and stuff everyone was like oh and you know it was hard to find even those like hospital ones they were selling out really quick and people were like I don't want to wear those ugly things. So they hit me up like, do you make masks? And I'm like, I sure do. <laughs> so I did get hit up a lot. And that's kind of what somebody must have asked me. And then I was like, oh, shoot, I know how to make those, you know. So then I just took off and then I started posting them. And once I posted them, I think the first girl ordered um, like a Scream one and spider webs. They were spooky ones, I remember. And then when I posted those, people were like, what fabrics do you have? And I, I swear, at one point, I went to the post office with, like, 45 packages, and some of them had five masks in there. And I was like, ah, it got overwhelming. <laughs> I know it uh, it helps me a lot with uh, being able to wa wash, because, like, I, I bought five masks, because I want to make sure that I had a mask ready for every day of the week I had to go to work. So it's cool on the weekend to wash all of the five masks so that I don't have to worry about washing my masks until the next weekend so yeah that's perfect <laughs> i totally understand buying uh, buying sets of five of masks switch yeah. uh, it up um i one of my favorite things about the mask because i mentioned that i got the jack torrance one but i also got one of the scream masks because i'm a big scream fan mm -hmm. and i just like finding out which one of my coworkers or which one of my friends is cool <laughs> <laughs> If they recognize a screen mask, that good chance that they're cool. You're cool. <laughs> so people are like, what's that? Because I have a few too. Like I had the um, one that people really don't recognize is the Pazuzu from The Exorcist, that scary face when it pops. I got that print and I was like, ooh, this is going to sell. But I think I like my boyfriend has one and like my roommate has one. But like I think one person bought it and nobody knew what it was. Like what I would show like, oh, here's my available fabrics. They're like, what's that? I'm like, <laughs> But you gotta admit that scene is very, it's very tough. quick. But I, that movie, what, nineteen seventy three? I mean, I I was I was born way after that. And I knew what it was. <laughs> like, I guess we're just more like diehard like horror fans. <laughs> I honestly think that if you did the uh, face of the demon from Insidious, it's a really recognizable demon. I like that one too. But I still think that most people wouldn't know what movie it's from, or they wouldn't recognize it. Blast, right? And it's just yeah. Maybe in there, they're like, that looks familiar, but they wouldn't know exactly. They'd be like, what is that? <laughs> I don't know. I think that I think that as visual horror fans, we can recognize the monster and know what movie it's from. Yeah. But I think that if you take the monster away from its setting, most people are not going to recognize it. Is that? Yeah, you're right. Very true. Very true. <laughs> but I think that I think that they should still recognize Jack Torrance because it's Nicholson, and you should be able to connect the dots, I guess, because I think that. I think that that scene is too iconic. You don't even have to be a horror fan to know it. No, it's iconic. Like, my kid's 10 years old, and he's like, you're Johnny. And I'm like, how do you even know that? He's never seen the movie, but he knows the character. I'm like, there you go. <laughs> and I feel like they recreate it in so many different shows and movies. So many, like, um, funnies and stuff. Yeah, and remakes and movies where they just act that scene out. And the whole axe thing. Like, come on, Red Rum. Like, how do you not know that? <laughs> Some um, my nephew is a big fan of Simpsons, and I got him watching uh, the Treehouse of Horror, and oh. it was just funny hearing a little kid say like, uh, "What a man!" Like he, what's the line? The setup? It's, it's the Simpsons is a shining scene, and he was doing the whoop 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 whoop. I don't know. He started acting crazy. 
<laughs> Give me the bat, Marge. Give me the bat. Oh my God. You. Yeah, it's everywhere, man. It's in everything. <laughs> Which movie monster, because a lot of your fashion, a lot of the outfits that you make are incredibly sexy. Um, yeah. I... <laughs> One of my favorite clothing that you have is the one where um, it's got the space in the middle and the lace connecting it. Like, it's um, so um, cool. Leathery ones, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> which movie monster would you pick to redesign their outfit, to, to give them a sexier outfit? Ooh, that's tricky because my mind first goes to women monsters. And I'm thinking most women monsters are already pretty sexy. Like thinking of like Tiffany from Chucky. She's a cute little sexy doll, little badass. Who else is there? Then you have, like, the chick. Um, One year I did the girl from um, the... Dang, which one was it? The Night of the Living Dead 3? Is that is that the correct one? With the punk rockers? I feel like I I'm think it's the Return of the Living Dead. Return of the Living Dead. That's why. I was, dang it. You got it. Thank you. What was her name? I don't remember her name. If you said the it, I would know. The name? The red hair girl, and then she turns into the zombie, and, like, her boobs are out and stuff, and she has glass sticking out. I did... I wholly did that for Halloween one year with the thing. So, like, she's already, like, all sexy and, like, you know, naked. <laughs> And then I'm trying to think, like, of other characters. Um, and Hellraiser would be a great one, but there's that picture already circulating. Have you seen on the internet where somebody made it all sexy? It's a girl with, like, you know, big boobies, and she's got her nails in everywhere. She looks great, and that, I would love to make that. But it's already done, so I'm not going to steal that. Um, I'd go kind of right to um, The Bride of Frankenstein, but I think she's sexy in her own way, very classic already. It would be nice to shorten it up, cuten it up, you know, a little belt. I've made a costume similar. Not too sexy, but it was tight-fitted, you know. But I'm going to go with The Nun. I wasn't a huge fan of the movie, but just to make something so blasphemous <laughs> and sexy, it's kind of fun. <laughs> right? I could see The Nun, a little tight little thing, and, like, the cutout right here and the hood, you know, like, over her. <laughs> I don't know. I could see The Nun probably. I would think it would be rather simple, you know, simple sexy. But that would be fun. <laughs> but the same makeup, though. Same makeup. I was not... I was not too uh, impressed by the movie The Nun, no. which is disappointing because uh, The Nun's appearance in, in Conjuring 2 was amazing. Yes, that I was like, ooh, we got to see this movie. <laughs> and then I was like, no, we got to walk out of this movie. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> there were a lot of moments that they missed out because like uh, that whole part where he was uh, buried in the ground inside the coffin, I was like, yeah. oh. <laughs> but it's like, okay. <laughs> they had a, I don't know, they didn't, they hit, they hit or miss and they missed that one. Uh, Have you watched uh, the TV show uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead? I watched the first season when it came out. So I did see the first. I think there's already like two or three, though, huh? I think it only got to three and then it got canceled. Yeah. But, uh, that, it, it, it goes out in the bang. Like, that, that, that the, the finale is balls to the wall crazy. I think I'll restart it because I forgot a lot of it. But the first season had me intrigued. So I'll have to check that one out. I only bring that up because where I thought the nun was going to go with the coffin scene. I think that that show had more guts than a lot of horror movies currently. I agree. I like the goofiness of it. Even it's just like the old, the '80s movies. They were goofy. They were funny, but still like ah, gory and crazy. But I don't know. Like I said, every time I go see a horror movie, I'm just like I'm ready to be. I don't even get let down because I go in like, all right, it's gonna suck. So if it is good, it's like holy crap. So that's like that. <laughs> but I will. I'll rewatch that. I need to rewatch the whole thing. I I had my hopes high for Conjuring Three, and did you watch that? I did watch it. You didn't like it? I didn't like it. <laughs> oh, 
say I did like it, but I can see why you wouldn't like it. I guess it was entertaining, but it felt a little forced, right? I think I felt that, yeah. I thought it felt too much like a cliche horror movie. Like, there's too many action sequences. Right. Versus what I love about the first two Conjuring movies is that a lot of it was atmosphere. A lot of it was setting the scene. Yeah. Like, uh, in the first Conjuring, when she's possessed and the chair starts floating... Yeah. It's a very slow and calm and quiet. There's no music. Yeah. There's no... <laughs> you can hear the sound of the chair creaking as the demon puts the upside down. Yeah. Got it. Softly. And I feel like that's what Conjuring 3... Like, I feel like uh, when they did Annabelle Come Home or Annabelle... That's it. Comes yeah. Home? I think so. I forgot now that you said it. I think that is it. Annabelle Come Home. I feel like... Uh, I feel like they got too much into being as action-packed as possible, where I'm like, calm down. Yeah. The, be- the best kind of horror is uh, very calm and quiet. That's the creepiest kind to me. The little tiny things that you have to stare at to see, not just, like, jump scares. Nah, they don't get me. <laughs> have you watched Empty Man? I don't think I've seen that, no. That one was surprisingly good. Really? I That's thoroughly Netflix. enjoyed that. It's on Hulu or Netflix. I've seen the name. It's on, I don't know Hulu and Netflix. I do know it's on HBO Max. Shoot, maybe I've seen it. That is what it, I think I've seen that. Okay, I've seen the title, but never seen the movie. I'll watch I that. Was, Hi. <laughs> I was very surprised at how good that one was. It's very, uh, um, it's all about atmosphere. It's, it's more chilling and unsettling than jump scares. Okay, I'm going to watch that. I'm going to put it on tonight. <laughs> I'm going to watch it again tonight as well. I'm thinking about it right now. Yeah, I, I'm like, I need a movie tonight. So I've been watching stuff, and I'm like, I've seen everything, so that's good. You have, you gave me a good one. <laughs> I'll put that on. <laughs> um, you know, when I wrote the question about like what costume would you redesign to be sexy, I wasn't necessarily thinking about female monsters. Oh. Um, but then when you mentioned female monsters, I was like, is there is there a female monster that's not already kind of sexy? Yeah, think about it. Even the gremlin, like the one chick one, it's like. <laughs> They're all like that's what they do. Hollywood with demeaning women. <laughs> I'm trying to think of one that's like. I mean, there's like bad guys that are you know women and they're not sexy. Like Matilda, remember the the mean lady, but she's not a monster. <laughs> Some people yeah. may. <laughs> you know what character you should make sexy? Uh, the lady from Misery. <laughs> oh my God, Kathy Bates, Annie, Annie Wilkes. You know what? That's actually a great idea because it's just like a little like old lady kind of aprony thing, right? I'll look at it. That would be great to get that fabric and then just solidify it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then just recreate it. The whole picture like with the ankles and stuff. That'd be cool. I was just trying to think of like different uh, female characters that are not necessarily sexy. And she's yeah. one of them. The other one is my mind went to 13 Ghosts. Ooh. And uh, okay. a bunch of the women. She's already well, sexy. <laughs> Well, just uh, the mother, the mother and the child. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that lady. Yeah, she's creepy. You're right. We could redo that and make like a sexy baby. <laughs> no, that's the point. Like, <laughs> that's a boy, right? And make him like a, redo him with some muscle guy or something with a diaper. <laughs> you just gotta give him a uh, change his diaper to leather. You're good. Oh, <laughs> so funny, the little hooks and stuff. Damn. And have like a chain on him. It got weird. <laughs> it got well, because I think I think the mom has him by a leash. She does no. have something, doesn't she? I think so. I feel like, yeah, so you just turn into, like, a bondage thing. It's creepy. You're, I love 13 Ghosts. So that would be cool to go through and, like, recreate. I mean, you got naked girl. You can't do nothing with her, but you <laughs> got other people. <laughs> but that would be cool. That's a good idea. That is um, a scary monster that's not sexy. That's a woman. 
But if you go to the men's side, I was thinking like Jeepers Creepers. But when I looked at his costume, he already is sexy because he's not wearing a shirt. He just has that big jacket. So he's already in sexy little cut up dirty pants. So I'm like, he's already sexy. <laughs> well, I would agree with you. Right? I try not to think about Jeepers Creepers at all. <laughs> you don't like that one? Uh, it's only because when I found out that the director is a... That's right. Lesser. And it's sad because I've been loving that movie since I was a child. And I only found this out two, three years ago. So it's like... <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly how I feel. Because I I, I, I love Jeepers Creepers 2. Jeepers Creepers 2 is so much fun. Us? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, although, like, while I love Jeepers Creepers 2, the first one has that scene where the music, the, the radio starts playing the music. And yeah. it shows the cop car with him standing on top of it. And like it's it's fun. <laughs> it's so fucking cool. Good. If we can but, get that guy, <laughs> the producer. <laughs> well, he's he's the writer and the director. The writer director. Okay. And uh, ever since I heard about that, and I, it really uh, bothered me because the studio did not do any kind of background check on this guy. That's what the fuck? Or they did, and they just let it slide, thinking, "Oh, it's a great idea," and that's kind of that's kind of fucked up. It's sad, but I'm gonna tell you what when I watch that movie i don't know what year it came out it must i was young but i'm going to tell you that was the year of limewire i stole a lot of movies on limewire so he didn't get the profits <laughs> good good <laughs> so i always think of it that way it didn't go to him you know or i like yard sale shit so it wasn't me directly supporting it's a good movie but yeah the guy i it was i forgot about that that was scum <laughs> i i haven't I, I I saw the theater when it came out, so I definitely gave him money. And uh, but whenever it was on TV, um, ever since I found out, I refused to watch it. Mm. I would have no problem stealing it. Don't care about stealing. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. He's not gonna get anything. Damn, I'm gonna have to look him up when we're done here to see what happened with him. Yeah, <laughs> probably nothing. He made a Jeepers Creepers three. I heard that one was crap. Like I remember starting it one time. I saw it like at some somewhere. I don't remember where, but I was like, it was not good. <laughs> yeah, I was definitely not going to give it any... Well, I mean, Jeepers Creepers 3 came out after I found out about him, and I was like, no, fuck that guy. Yeah, that's right. We didn't know when we watched the first two. It was like me and my cousin's go-to movie, but it's like, we didn't know, so it's not our fault. That's Hollywood. They should have blasted that shit out there, you know? Luckily, somebody did their research. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, I feel like whenever uh, something like that comes out, uh, I, I feel like there's a scale on how bad it is. I will give up a movie if it's really bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. But that movie's pretty good. Because, like, uh, you know, um, what's it? Uh, J.K. Rowling, transphobic. I don't like her. She's horrible. Um, but I will still watch Harry Potter on HBO Max. That sucks. Uh, <laughs> I, I remember reading those books when I was 18 years old. I read one a day. So there were seven books, and I read one every single day. And that was, like, the best time of my life. I got so long lost in it and i'm such a harry potter fan that that hearing that stuff it sucks (laughs) like oh but i did buy all of them from like thrift bookstores and stuff so (laughs) i will buy my harry potter merchandise from uh independent artists making stuff oh yeah Yeah. (laughs) you think universal has a whole section dedicated she has to get money from that right yep so it's like tight rope we're walking so i'm not gonna buy any of that i'll i'll find it i got friends i got friends who make stuff You included. If you make Harry Potter stuff, I'll buy it. <laughs> um, so what music is on your spooky list, on your spooky playlist? Because I feel like since we're getting into the spooky, well, I think I think your, this episode that we're recording 
is the first episode of October. So we should be getting ready to listen to our spooky playlist. So what's on it? All right. So my spooky playlist is going to be my always playlist because I'm spooky. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm going to say the spooky um, initially you're going to go right to probably rock music. I think people right away are like metal, rock. I'm going to start with industrial. I'm a big fan of ministry. I don't know if you're you're a fan of ministry. Um, Oh, I am. You are? I'll give you the heads up. I am not music savvy, so okay. uh, I'm asking because like I I know there's people listening who are music savvy, so oh, this yeah. is for them. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like I don't know when they started. I feel like they started in the '80s, but they started out like more soft, kind of like new wave-ish kind of. But then he turned the guy turned into very kind of you know industrial like. Um, it's just I don't know how to explain it, but you're gonna have to listen when we stop. <laughs> yeah, just, I'll, I'll check it out. I'll look it up. Yeah, I'll send you a playlist. I'll send you some of the songs that we talk about here. Um, I'll write them. But there's a song called Lava, and it's just industrial music. It puts you in the mood. It gives you energy. You know, it's kind of like badass music, you know? <laughs> and then I'll go with, let's see. This is hard because I love music. I love so many types of music. And then when someone asks me, I just blank. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Also a big 90s fan. Lately, I've been really on Bush. You like Bush? I've always yeah. loved them. I go through like maybe like once a year. I get like ah, oh, I gotta listen to all the Bush songs. So big Bush fan. Um, there's a song called "Greedy Fly." I really like. Um, Mouth. I like Bush. And then I like Garbage. Shirley Manson. A lot of '90s. Um, let's see. I do like metal. I'm a Mayhem fan. I don't know, like Norwegian death metal. <laughs> But I will say I'm also surprisingly everyone's always like what I really like gangster rap, old school gangster rap. Um, gets you through the day, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Lately, I've been listening to like N.W.A. and then I was listening to there's some old school stuff. Um, Spice One, um, KRS One. I love that. It just makes me like oh, you know like kick the ass the, the ass of the world, you know. <laughs> Let's see, but spooky. There's so many songs I love, and I really like um, kind of girly goth music. There's a band called Switchblade Symphony, and they're like a group of goth chicks, and they make this kind of like sexy goth music. They're really good. They're on my playlist. Um, but I'm pretty open to everything. I mean, I listen to ev- everything, punk, country, um, classic. I like, I'm all, I'm a big Beethoven fan. <laughs> can't say moonlight sonata is perfect for a spooky playlist so that's always on my ipods <laughs> i feel like every time i see a character on a movie listening to classical they're they are always a villain they're the crazy one yes yeah like, i always think of a clockwork orange like are you a fan of that yes yeah you know the movie like alex delarge is just like like classical music and he's a freaking psychopath <laughs> I think that the most recent ones that I think of are, are comic book villains. Like uh, Lex Luthor listens to classical music. Uh, Wilson Fisk from Daredevil, he's listening to classical music. And I think that even, uh, what's his name, uh, Moriarty from uh, Sherlock Holmes' Game of Shadows, he's okay. listening to classical music. So, yeah. Or is it bad guy? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think I know of any good guys that listen to classical music. Yeah, well, I, I like it. <laughs> I think the only person I can think of is uh, Edna Known from uh, Incredibles. But... Oh, okay. That counts. Oh, Hannibal. He's a bad. He listens to classical music. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just realizing that I might have mispronounced the character from uh, <laughs> Incredibles. Like, so I'm like, oh, I need I to I'm get not... her name. It sounds right. I've definitely heard of that, that name. 
<laughs> but no, she listens to classical music when she's teaching, uh, when she's first, yeah, Edna Mode. Okay, cool. Good, good, good. <laughs> um, I know she listens to classical music when she's designing a kid's suit. There we go. And I think she's a good guy. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I assume she's a good right? guy. <laughs> yeah, but we don't know because what if, what if we find out that she also designs the costumes for the villains? You don't Who know. Because money is money. <laughs> and if she, if she likes to just have the fame of seeing gods battle, wouldn't she want the villains to have cool costumes as well? Yes, I think so. I mean, it would look good on her, her resume. <laughs> <laughs> um. I feel like on my spooky playlist, I, you know, even though, uh, was it, Marilyn Manson's also on the canceled list. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he popped in my head, but it's like, we got to cancel that. Yeah. yeah, even though that's the case, uh, I really love the Queen of the Damned soundtrack, whatever no, the spooky season comes from. I should have, I, that's literally the whole, every song on that playlist is on my Spotify. Like, I love that. Even the one that, um, System, it's Chester Bennington that covers. I love that song. I was just listening to it yesterday. <laughs> that's a great song. Another it's thing. Deftones, and I forget, I forget what, oh, go on. The Deftones White Pony album. That one. That's on the spooky playlist. <laughs> I think I found out, like, uh, I forget when it was, but I found out that there are other really cheesy songs along the lines of Monster Mash. And once I found that out, I was like, I need all of them. I need yeah. to know all of the really ridiculous <laughs> spooky songs. It's just a lot of fun. <laughs> There's a Little Red Riding Hood song. That one's good. Hey there, little red riding hood. I like that one. That one's catchy. It's like sexy. <laughs> Which reminds me, um, you mentioned the bride is a character that you would you would uh, redesign her outfit to be sexy. Yes. I I don't know if I'm remembering it correctly because it's been well over a decade now. I think about shit. <laughs> I think it's two how long time ago. Okay. Didn't Universal Studios have a Beetlejuice concert thing? I couldn't tell you. I think Beale just had a concert thing with Universal Monsters, and one of them was the Bride of Frankenstein. And the thing is, is that Beale just would go on stage, and then all the monsters got their own little redesign to be rock stars, and oh, I think wow. the Bride gets a sexy costume. Oh, man, I'll have to look that up. That sounds cool. I don't know. <laughs> That's a memory I haven't thought about since I was a kid, and I'm like... I can't be over. I can't be confident. I'm telling you exactly how it was. Yeah. Dang. I'm gonna look it up. We'll find out. <laughs> After this conversation, I'm gonna go on YouTube. First, I'm gonna go on YouTube, find the Beetlejuice concert, and then I'm gonna go on HBO Max and watch Empty Man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm gonna watch it too. I got popcorn and everything. <laughs> One time at a party, um, me and my friend went to a party, and I heard that riff from a. Uh, um, Rocky Horror Picture Show with the time warp, and yeah. I was like, "Oh, it's a time warp. I, I, we gotta do the time warp." And um, the two people that me and my friend were talking to, uh, they said, "We what's the time warp?" I'm like, "You never heard the time warp?" They're like, "No." I was like, "Have you ever seen Rocky Horror Picture Show?" And they're like, "No." I was like, "Well, then you're gonna do the time warp right now." And <laughs> she said, uh, "We don't know the dance moves." I was like, "That's okay. The, the, it teaches you how to dance. The, do yeah. the time warp." <laughs> oh That's a good one too, Rocky Horror. My my spooky playlist is usually movie related. Mm, okay. Like it has to have the songs from Clue on it. Clue <laughs> oh, song, dang. What else? 
I know that the movie, The Jennifer's Body, you like that movie? I, so, okay. So when I saw it in theaters, I worked at the movie theater, and I watched it because I needed to test the reels. Yeah. And I didn't like it. Uh, but then, recently, I watched it on Hulu. I watched it again, and I really, really enjoyed it. It's entertaining. It's goofy, but it's entertaining. But that theme song, Through the Trees, like, I like that song. <laughs> not spooky but it's kind of based on spooky things so i don't know why i didn't like it that first time i saw it maybe on the big screen it just didn't hit <laughs> i think it, personally i think it's because i was at work at the time probably that you're just like because <laughs> when i watch it again i'm like no this is fun what the hell was i thinking about dang i like I it feel, i feel like there's some movies that uh depending on where your mind is at at the time That's can true. really tape them it's true Yep. Change. Um, have you, you? So I mentioned Insidious. Uh, you know the song from Tiny Tim, the uh. Yes. Uh, Girl, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I love that song. That's a have good. Ever, one. I like the song. <laughs> have you ever? So you, so you know what Tiny Tim looks like, right? Yeah. You don't expect that to come out of that. <laughs> I. I don't know what it was, but I recently uh, looked up who sings it. Because I was like, oh, I wonder who this person is. And I Googled it. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. It just doesn't match, huh? <laughs> I tell people that uh, imagine Weird Al Yankovic and Pee Wee Herman came together. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Exactly. Um... What has been one of your favorite spooky events that you've been to? Mm, I'm going to throw out, um, so been to as a guest would be Midsummer Scream. And I don't even think I have to explain that. I think everyone that's been there knows. Um, it's a great event. It's just so good. I don't know. They really, they knew what they were doing. Um, David Marklin, I know him. He's the curator of it all, you know. He got that shit good. <laughs> he did a good job. Um, and as in vending, I haven't vended at those events. I mostly just sell online and stuff. So vending, I would say, um, spook show at the Halloween clubs in La Mirada. That's probably been the best event. Um, I've been to there, I guess two or three times last year's was canceled, but it's actually coming up next weekend. Um, so yeah, that's actually a great one to vend at, but yeah, simple. <laughs> So I know you said that for people who know, you don't have to explain Midsummer Scream. But people but that don't know. People that don't know. Um, what do you like about Midsummer Scream? It's it's so good. Um, if you've been, you've been. I mean, Monster Palooza is great. Um, Midsummer Scream is just, I guess, it was a little bit bigger and it had more. Um, it had haunts. It had scarers. You have big brand, you know, clothing people, big people. Um, Elvira, I guess she comes to Monster Palooza as well, but like other actors in the horror world that are signing, I just feel like it was an abundance of just everything horror from scary houses, from old movies, new movies, actors, sellers, creators, everything's there. Like your whole creepy, scary fix will be met right there. They also have like makeup, um, special effects makeup. Uh, I don't know what that word is, but where you watch them, <laughs> you can watch them doing like full body, like making a horror monster. Um, dang, I don't know. They just have all that stuff that you would, you know, mention something about horror and it's there. You know, you're looking for toys, you're looking for clothes, you're looking for bath bombs that look like blood. Like you're gonna find everything. <laughs> so it's fun. I don't know. It's just cool. And then you have the cosplayers. 
people like us that just show up and it's fun. I don't know. It's just like everybody comes together. There's no no hate. It's just full of love. The horror community. It's like you feel safe there. I don't know. I just really think they did a great job. They put it together. The from the decorations, from the safety features, from you know they just they know what they're doing. How to make an event. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> For me, the reason why I put Midsummer Scream on such a high pedestal is that uh. I think that the design aspects are second to none. I don't think that I know of any other convention that really embraces the theme so hard and just makes really cool things from the uh, from the badges to the t-shirts for everyone that's working around it. Yep. It's just absolutely gorgeous. I remember when uh, my friend first gave me the badge, I was like, this is a really good work of art. <laughs> hire like legit artists it's beautiful i know my boyfriend's been to there i've never been to there but like he said it's a great event to vend at as well and like the people have it together the load in like how you set up your booth the timing all that stuff it's like on par like it's perfect and then like you said the art right um i did the white bat i volunteered to be a white bat which is the volunteers that help people out and i mean i got a cool little shirt with like a it was black with like a white bat design a cool badge i just felt like i don't know it was cool like everything came together nice like even just like the simple designs and stuff it was it was really well done and you can tell the people on the committee truly are halloween fans like they love spooky stuff and halloween stuff and you can feel it's not someone like hey here's some money we can make but they don't know shit about halloween they know and they're familiar and they know what they're doing i think that's the difference between maybe other events, the people that host, you know, maybe other horror events. Like, they're cool and they come out fun, but it's like, if you don't truly have a passion for Halloween, it's not going to show through your, your work, you know, your ensemble, to speak, you know? I know exactly what I mean, because, like, uh, as far as combo conventions are concerned, I think that a lot of people who work San Diego Comic-Con, it feels more like a job. It just feels like a business, something to make money. But then if you go to Emerald City Comic-Con, which is in Seattle, they actually love the industry, and you can see that with their presentation. And I feel that's why I love Midsummer Scream. Of course. Yeah. That makes all the difference. If there's love and, and when you're building something like that, if you truly have passion for it, it's going to show through. But if you're just looking for a quick buck or something, it's going to show through as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> did you ever get to see the uh, Sliders Parade at Midsummer Scream? Um, I did. Like, I was kind of like behind a few people because it was crowded. But I did get to see like a small little portion of it. Yeah. That was cool didn't get up close <laughs> it's it's weird because like i'm uh as i'm thinking about missing scream uh i've lost like the, the person i hung out with uh one year um and i didn't I, I didn't okay i was gonna say i lost friends over the pandemic and while some uh i did have a friend who did die because of covid uh losing the friend that i hung out with was not because of covid it was because uh they were really reckless during the pandemic they they were in lockdowns and i'm like and i said <laughs> i was uh i'm gonna say i was like a, a nosy neighbor because i would I, as i look back at it i'm like nope i was just freaking out all right oh <laughs> because the first the first few months of the of the pandemic that's when i was really freaking out and i was like no everyone stay inside yeah of course yeah i was like in exactly. hand sanitizer like <laughs> slinging it at people like holy water like <laughs> Stay away. <laughs> I am still like that, but less yeah. extreme. Le less, less. <laughs> I'm still the same way. I always double mask it still, you know? Why not? I mean, I, I'm, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Because, like, even though I've got the vaccine and I feel like I'm pretty safe until, you know, whatever new variant comes in, it comes yeah. out. Um, <laughs> uh, 
uh, your masks have helped me out in the warehouse because I the warehouse is pretty dusty and I've always gotten like well, my out. I've always been in full bloom, but your masks have helped me. I I oh. can breathe oh. a lot easier. <laughs> they help with multiple things. I'm just like COVID. You got flu season coming and you have dust. And I'm just thinking we live in California. It's polluted. <laughs> so I was like, shoot, I'm just going to wear this thing. I got used to it, you know, like when at work we have to wear them all the time, which I would wear them regardless. Like I like to wear it now. I just like constantly just feel like it's a part of me. <laughs> you know, I always have it on. <laughs> Now, I, I've, I've seen memes of folks being like, I love it because I don't have to worry about uh, anyone telling me to smile. Is yes. that also a good thing? I mean, honestly, I if you are watching this video, I laugh and I smile a lot. I think you're going to see it up here and then you're going to hear me. I'm, I'm a giggler. I laugh all the time. So no, but honestly, it will help like with makeup days. Like if girls like, specifically were like feeling off, we're like, put the mask <laughs> And um, I miss lipstick. I, I was a lipstick person. I do have so many cool purples and bright lipsticks, but it's nice not to, you know, have to worry about it. <laughs> I also feel like you should see to my eyes if I'm smiling. So don't worry about the lower half of my face. <laughs> of course, you're going to see mine for sure. So it's like, yeah. But I get what people are saying sometimes. Like, I guess, especially being a girl, like, we're always told, why don't you smile? You're so pretty. Just smile. <laughs> We don't want to hear that. So like, <laughs> I'm sure you dudes hear that stuff too. Like, why do you look so serious? Smile. <laughs> no, no, I never really worry about that. I do, I do have some coworkers that have said I seem rude because I don't really talk, and especially during the pandemic, I don't think that anyone at my workplace now likes me <laughs> because like. My coworkers, uh, whenever I have chatted with them or they try to talk to me, they get within my six feet bubble, and I'm like, no, we don't have to get that close. <laughs> yeah, people will try to come in for like, hey, how are you? And I'm like, <laughs> we don't have to get, get close. close. You should yeah. just get louder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> that is the one bad thing I think. Just I do feel like I'm yelling a lot. I already speak very loud. I'm very vocal and verbal, and I'm like I'm a loud person. But I feel like I'm like ah! <laughs> like with the mask, like at a drive-through, for example. What? I'm like a big mat. <laughs> I have to yell at them, you know. <laughs> so that part's kind of crappy. But I like masks. I'm having. I feel They're like when I, uh, my years of working at a move at uh, this was many years ago, but my time working at a theme park uh, made it so that I can just project and be loud with yeah. the mask on. So anyone can hear me when I'm talking. Um, and I'm just like, nope, you can still back up. Like even at, uh, I was buying, I was buying groceries the other day and this guy was right up against me. I'm like, Hey, can you uh, take a, take some steps back? And it's like, <laughs> stick around the ground, follow the goddamn sticker on the ground. <laughs> Nobody's even looking at those things. I'm like, come on. I still follow like all the rules and I give space. <laughs> I get the post office, I'll be like. <laughs> I don't know why not. If the stickers are there to help you out, just yeah. follow them. People just like to be, you know, difficult and want to start. Um, some people are just confrontational naturally and they just want somebody to say something to them. They're like, oh, I'm going to get close to them so they'll yell at me. You know, people are just negative Nancys all the time. <laughs> people are the worst. They are. <laughs> so. When this episode goes on air, when it when it gets online, uh, there will be a new thing on Disney Plus, uh, the Muppets Haunted Mansion. Oh, okay. I didn't. Are know you that. aware of that? I'm not aware of that. I don't know the plot, so I can't tell you too much. All I know is that uh, the Muppets 
um, Instagram has been posting a bunch of information about who's guest appearing for their event. Perfect. So that, that, that got me thinking, which horror movie would you want to be remade with the Muppets? Ooh. That's funny because the Muppets are so like PG-13, huh? Because <laughs> I'm, I'm going right to like hardcore. <laughs> well, have you seen, uh, have you seen um, the Happy, the, the Happy Time Murders or whatever? I don't think I have seen that. It's on Netflix at the uh, Jim Henson Company, but it's very adult. Jim Henson? Oh, my God. Okay. I'm going to have to look that one up. Thank you. <laughs> okay. And just for your question, the first thing that pops in my head, because I watched it yesterday, it's funny, we were talking about the show earlier, but the remake of The Evil Dead, I really enjoyed the remake. Like, we were talking about the old one, Goofy, and I like that. It's fun. The show's goofy. But I like the seriousness. You know, it's, it is, it's slightly goofy. There are a little bit, you know, it's a little bit, it's not as hardcore as the 80s ones. Um, so I watched it yesterday because I was talking about it for like a month. I was like, I need to rewatch that. I need to rewatch that. So I finally rented it. And I was like, damn, I love that. I like it a lot. Um, I'm going to imagine, so Animal, he's a Muppet, huh? Yes. And then, damn, it's been a minute. So Kermit is a Muppet too, huh? Correct. <laughs> I'm like, who is a Muppet? <laughs> um, I can really imagine like the scenes where they get possessed. And imagine like there's that scene where the nurse girl, she's in the bathroom and the guy opens the door and he's like, where are you? What are you doing? And he has to like, what are you doing? And it's just the back of her. And it's like this, like a motion. And like, what's she doing? And then she turns around and she's like, and she's like cutting the skin off her face. And her eyes are that evil yellow color. Imagine like animal. And he's like, (laughs) I can see him with his eyes all crazy. And he's already like, you know, and spooky. And then you have the guy that gets his eyes stabbed with a needle. Remember like she, the same girl comes up to him the long blonde hair guy, and she has a needle because she was going to give it to the girl to sedate her, but then she turned into the demon. I can imagine, like, um, Kermit being like, oh, no, animal, <laughs> you know, and then, like, you getting stabbed in the eye. Like, I know it's, it's kind of messed up, really, but it's gore, and it's it could be different. I don't know. It could be cool. <laughs> I pictured animal uh, in the cellar. He like, was the- cellar girl, too, huh? Like, peeking up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He could really fit any part in the, as a demon, in any, any role of each demon. Animal is just the one. <laughs> and Kermit's got to be the nice guy, though, like the lead one. Like, oh, no, please. <laughs> I I picture uh, Sam Hill being the scientist who uh, has a recording that you play. <laughs> that would be cool. I'm trying to think of all the Muppets. It's been, I haven't watched the Muppets stuff since I was young. But, yeah, I don't know. I think the Muppets would be good in a really gory horror movie so you have that and then even the texas chainsaw massacre that could be kind of cool played out right uh, with the muppets <laughs> i don't know who would be leather oh what's that guy's name that doesn't talk meep or whatever <laughs> beaker oh, is he a muppet yeah beaker's a beaker's a muppet the one like yeah he would be good as the 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 dude um the chainsaw guy what, what is his name um uh leather leatherface yes yeah so i was like what is his I think for Leatherface, I'm going to give a, because you're not, you're not too familiar with the Muppets, but um, have you, did you watch Muppet Treasure Island? I feel like I was, was that an old one, huh? Yeah, well, that's in the 90s. I feel like I did see it as a kid, but it's, it's been so long. They're coming to me, though. I remembered him, Beaker, and... Well, I'm, I'm just realizing when you're like, oh, it's the old one, right? I was like, well, it's the 90s. I'm like, no, 90s are kind of old, Jimmy. Don't, that's don't be so like that. <laughs> Um, but, uh, I was going to say Snookums, I think is the name. Sweetums? Sweetums. The the big thing? Yeah, the big tall one. 
I think yeah. that that would be a cool other face. I think that him okay. like revving up the chainsaw and chasing people. And chasing people. And they're like, ah, that would be crazy. I don't know if you're familiar with like the very first Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I love that one. The 70s. It was that crazy like tweaker guy and they pick him up in the van. Remember him? He would be cool like as like probably like Animal again. <laughs> I don't know any other <laughs> But Animal's just the one you have to put in there, for sure. I mean, but you got, you got Gonzo, you got Fozzie, you got Miss Piggy. Oh, yeah. Miss Piggy, too. She could be good, like, getting hung up on the meat hooks. <laughs> pig. She's a pig. No. You know who would be on the meat hooks? Uh, the old guys in the balcony who will always, like, the, make fun of Fozzie. Yeah, be... right. I've seen them. I don't know their names are, but that that's true. They would just be there, like, yep, mm-hmm, okay. <laughs> Making fun of them. <laughs> can make it like a silly horror movie that would be fun they shouldn't run with this <laughs> uh i don't think they ever will because <laughs> jim henson's like a sweet sweet guy <laughs> i might just draw uh uh statler and Waldorf. they're they're the guys who are in the balcony and that would be really funny to see them on meat hooks making fun of people as they come in <laughs> as they, like, oh buddy welcome <laughs> <laughs> I would watch. So uh, back to your clothing line, because I'm still really amazed by the clothing line. Um, <laughs> you post a lot of uh, photos of the models that wear your stuff. Um, is it are are so those are just customers that come your way? Yeah, um, for the most part, lately I just post the people that actually you know buy from me, and then they share a picture, and I'm like reposting it. I've there's been a million times where I'm like, I'm going to get a group of girls together. We're going to take good pictures. And I mean, there's a few, if you go through my page, like I've done fashion shows and stuff and we have photographer photos, but um, it's just like the time. And then I feel like I'm constantly, I, I work a regular job as well. And then I do sewing. So I'm just like, I don't have time, <laughs> but um, I am working on something soon. It's going to be a collab. Are you familiar with the band, The Addicts? No, but no. I will after this interview, I'm going <laughs> to just in case. <laughs> well, um, is it The Addicts? And they're, I mean, they're um, pretty known here. Uh, it's funny because I wasn't familiar with them when I, when I was younger. I'm from the East Coast, and I didn't know about them. But then I moved out here, you know, 11 years ago, and I found out about them. And they have the lead singer, and his name is Monkey. He's a really cool, um, he's a cool dude. And I'm actually pretty, like, I'm friends with him. I know him. Like, my boyfriend hangs out with him and stuff. We're all cool. And he also does art. So he, I made some fabric out of one of his pieces he drew. I made, like, a pattern. And I'm going to be doing a collab with him. Um, so once I make the articles of clothing out of his art fabric, I also, um, on stage, he makes his own clothes. So he has like this big white, like angel wing kind of suit thing that he makes. And he spray paints like with polka dots and stuff. So I'm going to make a girl version of that. And he has a friend that I'm friends with her on Instagram. And we're going to do like a, a mock-up of that and take pictures. So I'm, I got some photographer friends and stuff. So we're going to, that's my next photography thing. And I know I need to get some better like pictures, but I'm like, I have no time, so I figured if I put it into, like, a big setup of, like, a theme, you know, it's good, but I just feel like I'm constantly sewing orders, and I don't have things ready, like, right now I have nothing on hand, everything I make is made to order, so it's hard for me to be like, oh, I have 20 shirts, let me get 20 girls to come try them on, because I don't have 20 shirts made already, so that kind of slows me down with the photography, so um, I appreciate when people send me photos so much, because it keeps my page flowing, you know, <laughs> but I do have some things in the works, you know, for legit, like, me taking photography pictures, <laughs> I'll try to send you a photo of me with the candy corn mask. I've been using that candy corn mask, uh, let's see, for free conflict day just a few weeks ago. Was it last? It, it was in July, I think. I think it was July. No, yeah. it, was, it was August. Um, I, my, the person who was hosting the event, he wanted uh, headshots 
and everyone was giving headshots, just regular headshots. But I was like, you know what? I want my mask on. I want to wear a mask because I want it very clear <laughs> oh my that God. I will be wearing a mask at the event. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, that's how they'll see you. <laughs> and so many people, even on like uh, Facebook, they'll say something along the lines of how uh, who really likes candy corn because a lot of people like to hate on candy corn and i'll send them the photo of me with my candy corn like i do i love it (laughs) heck yeah send me any photos and i will repost them i love i'll I'll definitely send you some stuff (laughs) (laughs) um so what would what words of advice would you give to someone who is looking into getting into uh into fashion or to get in the spooky fashion uh there's just a lot of uh uh, amazing things that you do, and I'm just wondering which which avenue would I rec- which avenue would you pick for someone who's aspiring to be one of your titles? <laughs> um, honestly, it's just like you know, like like I said, I was really young and I wanted to get into fashion, and it just like maybe I forgot for a minute, you know, just growing up and maturing, and then it was like it came back. So if you really feel like that's for you, at some point in your life, you must have liked fashion, you must have glued stuff onto a shirt you know so like run with that whatever you feel and if you feel like this is the route you want to take do it um there's no holding back you know you get one life to live and for those that believe in reincarnation this is still the only life particular this particular life you're going to get because the next one you might be a bug you might be something else so technically this is your one life in this position so if you're capable try it i mean even if you think really quick like you never had interest in fashion or making clothing but for really for a moment you're like damn i want to make a dress just try it you know and you'll know the first time i made something it was so hard but the whole time i was doing it i was like i love this i love this challenge and it came out looking like shit (laughs) it looked like ass and i put it on it was so tight and everything was like "Ah." i was like oh that was fun you know if you feel like that even after messing up and fucking something up and making something so ugly drawing your first picture and it comes out horrible but if you had fun doing it then it's for you and there's so much room to grow and you'll sewing art anything there's always room for improvement like to me to this day i've been sewing with my machine sewing for almost 10 years now and it's like i still have so much room for improvement i still there's so many things i don't know how to do so it's like don't give up if you think oh this is hard like the first ones i did were hard i didn't start selling my creations until probably like two or three years in you know you have to just go with it don't you know if you feel like you want to do it go with that vibe go with that first feeling that gut instinct Try it. And if you don't like it, try something else. (laughs) But as long as you try it, it's worth it, you know?